So my name's Stephen and I'm an agricultural economist to trade and I've been with the college for 30 years now and have done a lot of work on agricultural policy developments but also in the wider rural development field, uh, looking in specifically at population changes, house prices, the rural economy and what happens there. And this project's just a, a natural progression from that long time period of work. Could you expand a bit on the aims and objectives of the project and maybe a little bit of background? So the, the background to the NICERY project is that there's a bit of an evidence gap in terms of the rural economy in Scotland and beyond actually, in that the traditional economic statistics focus at regional level or at national level and have not really managed to work out the, the true economic impact that rural economies actually have. So what we're trying to do is is drill into the data sets that are available, publicly available data sets that is, and actually tell the story of Scotland's rural economy in terms of what the contributions are from different types of sectors, the relative importance to local geographies, including on the islands, and then what that means in terms of workforce and the success of these areas. So it's kind of looking at the whole picture of what rural Scotland is currently contributing and then also what the, the sort of risks and opportunities are within there. So the project itself is broken down into four work packages. Can we just dive a little bit deeper into some of these? The first one discusses and investigates rural enterprises. What kind of enterprises we'll be looking at and what kind of data do you expect will see reported on this? So we're going to look across the across the, the, the piece in this. We're going to look at all sectors to establish that picture of what these rural economies are actually contributing or rural businesses and enterprises are contributing. We need to understand the, the wider economy, including pu- public sector employment, which is is a significant employer in certain certain localities. The key thing is we're going to primarily in the first couple of years or maybe three years is look mostly at uh, Office for National Statistics data, things like the business register, the interdepartmental business register, data sets that we have seen geographical summary statistics, perhaps at a local authority level, we want to delve deeper into a different type of analysis where we're looking at peripherality, looking at islands, separating out islands, separating out the very remote mainland areas, the remote mainland areas, the accessible and urban, and actually giving a slightly different lens on what the official statistics normally would look like. And then we would look at things like, in business terms, we would look at what we would call survival analysis, how individual businesses are progressing through times in terms of turnover and employment. That gives us insights into how sectors are performing and gives us a, a new insight into performance of these sectors. The other thing that we're hoping to analyse is things like the business panel data set that the, the Scottish Government are running just now, uh, a rural business panel, which builds on the work that Highlands and Islands Enterprise have done over a number of years where they've had a, a panel data set of over a thousand businesses where they're they're doing quarterly sound bites as to the, the mood music of those businesses. Beyond that, we aim to, beyond year three, once the population census data becomes available, we aim to start analysing that, or hopefully analyse that, so that we get a better understanding of the people behind the enterprises. So the rural workforce, where people live, where people work, what sectors of employment, what's their socioeconomic status, etc. And 
over the entire five years, those two different approaches, those two different lenses will enable us to hopefully fill some of the knowledge gaps that exist on the rural economy in Scotland. Community wealth building is based around a number of case studies and an evidential review. What kind of insight do you expect to get from this? So community wealth building looks at a slightly different approach to the rural economy than the traditional method, which is a sort of an enterprise development perspective. Whereas the community wealth building is thinking about enterprise from a community perspective or from from within a community and somehow making sure that that money flows and the benefits of enterprise flows back to the community. So it's a relatively new model per se and what we aim to get from it is actually what works and what doesn't work and actually try and make sure that we've got evidence that can support the, the Scottish government's initiatives on community wealth building that can can help communities through that process to reimagine and reinvigorate their communities and, and their the business side of their communities. Can you give us some insight into the topic around agriculture beyond Brexit? Yeah, so agricultural policy is evolving pretty rapidly post-Brexit and the Scottish Government are designing a new agricultural policy for Scotland. At the same time, we've got new trade relationships at UK level with many countries across the the globe. And there are issues about access to labour for certain sectors of agriculture, particularly the horticulture sector, but increasingly things like the dairy sector are struggling. And what this piece of work is trying to do is actually assess the impacts of Brexit and the impacts that potential policy reforms might have on rural areas, in particularly the islands, and making sure we island-proof these reforms and make sure that the Islands Act and the, the requirement for the Scottish Government to consider the implications for islands are, are being looked at. And also, presumably, the, the agricultural support network as well, a framework that's in place for the post-Brexit uh, absolutely, Absolutely. That, that support framework is where we'll probably be running most of the work and modelling looking to see how those reforms might impact on the rural economy beyond the agricultural gate, the farm gate or croft gate. Because the the, the important aspect within this is that there's a, a large multiplier effect from agriculture in rural economies that flows upstream, which is backward into the suppliers and downstream into processors and into the food and drink sector. And actually trying to get a better handle on those flows through things like the input-output tables and disaggregation of the the agricultural component of that into different sectors will be a component of this over the next five years. And the final element of the work packages is to do with regional food economies and the local food sector. How do you think that will manifest itself? Well, it's it's a really interesting one because there's a, a push on the Good Food Nation. There's a real interest in local food. We saw that during the COVID pandemic as people actually... When they were sitting at home or working from home, there was more interest in, in local food. And what we're trying to do here is, is probably get some perspectives and some thought into what, what do we mean by regional food economies? What is local food and what are the impacts of that in terms of economic contributions? And what we're trying to do is work with things like organisations such as Scotland's Food and Drink, so that we're working in direct relationship with them rather than duplicating effort and making sure that we're adding value to each other's work streams. But the real ideas here about 
where are these regional food producers or regional food clusters? What kind of what kind of insights can we give through case studies that can link into the rural economy work package as well? So things like the shellfish sector, how have they dealt with post-Brexit trade restrictions or trade opportunities? Things like the potato sector, things like the, the dairy sector and the, the, the dairy products uh, and what opportunities exist within Scotland, A, to supply more of its produce to itself, but also for export opportunity. Brian, you touched on the fact that there be other stakeholder groups that may well work in harmony with the NICERI project as well, that probably manifests itself more towards the rural exchange, a subsection of NICERI. Can you give a bit of insight into what you expect to get from the rural exchange as well? Yeah, so the rural exchange is something that's probably been, been much needed in that across Scotland in that all the pieces of analysis that we're doing and all the case studies and all of the knowledge that we're trying to generate here, we aim to try and make it freely available to people to pull from our, our website, the Rural Exchange, where they can also interrogate summary data sets that we can put up so they can pull information about a local authority area, their their sector of employment, or whatever whatever we think we, we can provide them in terms of summary data, providing it's within our data sharing agreement to share this summary level data, we will provide. So we, we aim to have this fully accessible to to everybody so they can interrogate that data. The other really interesting component of the, the rural exchange is the exchange bit is not just one way. It's not just as providing access to reports and data. It's also hopefully allowing people to, to be able to submit ideas, concerns, suggestions for future analysis on the rural economy, but also in rural communities. So this rural exchange is delivering across multiple projects within, within Scotland's Rural College. And within it, we will be running simple soundbite surveys so that we can actually get feedback from people on the ground on things like the cost of living crisis, on the impact of, say, for example, ferry cancellations on the islands or weather events. We we can be as flexible as we need to be on this, but... That gives the, a voice to the communities and the, the population and the businesses that are out there who we can then take and synthesise that information and actually feed that back to, to policy officials. That's great. It's a very exciting prospect. So thanks very much for your time and uh, look forward to it. Cheers. Cheers.